0: Welcome to Soulmates Podcast live via Zoom. This is Emily,
1: and this is Rachel.
0: Hey, how you doing?
1: You know, surviving just like everybody else, I guess.
0: <laughs> just barely doing that sometimes.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough out there. It's tough out there. Well, well, in in here, it's in tough here. in here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This week, we're doing part two of our iconic K pop moments, this time focusing entirely on music releases.
1: Yeah, you should check out our episode last week as well, where we covered all of the iconic K pop moments in news.
0: So, we're going to start this off right away. In 2009, SNSD released G. iconic music video
1: i know i remember it vividly to this day i cannot even tell you how many times i've watched this fucking music video it's like etched into my mind
0: (laughs) i know i feel like before gangnam style was released if any sort of news program needed something about south korea or k-pop they would like put up a couple of still shots from snsd's g video Mm -hmm. It's so iconic. They're all wearing the gray t-shirts and the little athletic shorts in different colors or the jeans in different colors with the white Mm v-necks. So simple, Mm -hmm. yet so unbelievably recognizable.
1: Yeah, just extremely bright colors, crazy uniformity in their dances. It is a very iconic song and I'll even go as far as to say this and it might be a bit controversial but I think that SNSD was the k-pop girl group for a really long time and this I feel like really rocketed them into that position for a long time like years (laughs) (laughs) um this is truly their blast to stardom I would say
0: definitely The plot of this music video was that all the girls were mannequins in a shop and at night they came to life and this shopkeep boy was like, oh my god, what's going on? And then they kind of dress them up and then dance and it's cute. They're mannequins.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're mannequins. And their skin looks very smooth on that 480p (laughs) definition (laughs) in 2009. (laughs) Flawless.
0: (laughs) The chorus of the song is also super, super catchy, which is what makes this such a earworm.
1: To this day, it's an earworm. Like, gee, 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 gee,
0: baby, 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 baby. Yeah, like,
1: <laughs> it's absolutely infectious. It has just enough English <laughs> that you can sing the chorus. It has a pretty simplistic dance, too, that you can do. All of that, I think, lent to its popularity, so.
0: Our next iconic K-pop release was in 2010, It was SHINee's Lucifer. Now, this song has such a special place in my heart. If you guys are OG Soulmates Podcast fans, you'll know two-ish years ago, We did a whole March Madness bracket with Mm -hmm. like 63 songs or 64 songs and Lucifer won (laughs) even up against like new songs at the time because we love it so much.
1: Yeah I I have two words absolutely iconic (laughs) like this song stands the test of time it Mm -hmm. is still good today if a group came out with this Let's say like a Monster X or a BTS came out with this song today, it would still be a banger today. It doesn't sound old, really. And if it does sound a little old, it's like just enough nostalgia to draw <laughs> you back in. Like I remember the dance, I remember the music video. Like all of, all of these, honestly, I remember the music video vividly. For, but I I cannot even tell you how many times I've watched. Lucifer. It has to be in the hundreds.
0: So <laughs> hundreds of times. <laughs> I remember making a YouTube playlist of just this music video and putting it on repeat and just mm-hmm. listening to this one song for like three hours. I could not get enough of it. Rachel and I got into K-pop in 2010. And mm-hmm. this is one of the first groups and songs that we kind of glommed onto. And to this day, this song is probably the only K-pop song that I can sing in Korean mm-hmm. all the way through. Mm-hmm. I've listened to it that much. It's like I'm a Russian sleeper agent. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm activated by listening
1: You're just like rising up from the grave, <laughs> like ready to
0: dance, ready yes. to tut, ready to do all of it. Everything about this music video was so iconic. The dancing was really, really interesting. It had a ton of tutting. The boys were so fucking in sync. And what I remember like the most, it's so simple. When they're doing all these really sharp arm movements, there are sound effects like whoosh, 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 whoosh. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, it just makes it stick in your head so much more. It makes it so much more epic. Something like that small but it's the attention to detail that makes a music video in a box set in 2010 that fucking iconic exactly exactly and you
1: know we were listening to the one with the sound effects because <laughs> we couldn't buy the album we were ripping that shit off youtube so i know the, the soundtrack of our freshman year in college definitely had lucifer and definitely had g
0: yeah Ugh, i love that song such a good song I would say that Lucifer was probably, like, the most popular K-pop song until Gangnam Style.
1: I would agree. I mean, Gangnam Style is, like, in its own thing, but... <laughs> yeah,
0: it's its own thing. <laughs>
1: it's its own thing, but yeah, Lucifer will stand the test of time. Truly the best song that Shiny has ever released, and I think will ever release, <laughs> and it is like a K-pop staple. Like if someone was just getting into K-pop, I would show them this video and uh-huh. be like, this is where we came from. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not all polished BTS short films like it I is know. today. <laughs> we used to have kind of cheesy, but still awesome music videos with sound effects and boys with really long hair. It oh my just,
0: gosh. Oh, I just remember Taiman's hair was Taiman's so, hair. so
1: long. And Jonghyun had, like, a rooster-style haircut. They looked wild.
0: <laughs> he was, like, dancing it, next to this car for no reason. It was I'm pretty great. sure
1: Minho had, like, an ugly, like, bowl cut, too. He but, had a like,
0: spock haircut. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't believe I forgot about Taemin's long, beautiful hair. Instant iconicness. If y'all have never seen this, immediately Google Taemin Lucifer. From your K-pop
1: aunties. I know. Go from- back. <laughs> from, the, from the crypt, please go back. <laughs> from two old snatches, yeah. <laughs> please rewind to 2010 and give this music video a watch because it is required reading for K-pop.
0: <laughs> that is such a good term for this, required reading for K-pop. Our next iconic K-pop release was in 2011. Hyuna released Bubble Pop this was her debut solo she was still in four minute at the time but they were like hyuna now is your time to rise I remember playing it before our college anime club meeting, and I was like, "Guys, Hyuna released a song!" And people who didn't even like K-pop or even know about it were forced to watch this, and they were like, "Wow, this is really yep. catchy."
1: <laughs> yep, we made them do the dance too.
0: Oh yeah, it was yep. it was great. We, we had were str- bubble popping all over the place. <laughs> we had straight boys doing the bubble pop.
1: Yeah, this is how we were first introduced to Hyuna. Really, what a fucking icon. All of the girl groups we had seen so far are very buttoned up, very conservative dressed. Kiana came out in booty shorts and a tank top and was twerking her thing. And we were just like enamored with her immediately. I love this girl. I love this dance. I love this song. <laughs> I mm-hmm. want more. It was so like summer themed too. And it came out, I think like right before summer started. Yeah. And it just, it was just like a oh, fucking cherry on top beautiful time of release and everything it was awesome we did the bubble pop dance at like every party after that
0: (laughs) i think that says a lot about rachel and i as people is that we forced all of our friends to listen to k-pop and then dance it because okay because it was good music and we hosted a lot of parties like we did uh, host a lot of parties (laughs) yeah so
1: so if you didn't know this about us your k-pop aunties in college <laughs> we we hosted a lot of parties like i would say a party every season if not more
0: we hosted every other weekend
1: it it really did feel like that sometimes <laughs> but yeah like it was our party so we chose the playlist and we all listened to k-pop so we played k-pop <laughs> not only k-pop but like we put k-pop on our playlist because we like to dance to it we like to sing to it i don't care who you are but like if you just don't listen to the lyrics like i get it if it's in another language you can't sing along to it you don't like it got that don't listen to the lyrics listen to just the music the music is awesome on a lot of <laughs> these songs the music alone just the instrumental version You could dance to so that is why we put it on our playlist so we weren't subjecting our friends to torture or anything half of them were drunk anyways i know half (laughs) (laughs) most and we got a lot of people to do some funny dances and some sexy dances like bubble pop and nothing is better than seeing your straight guy friends throwing it back to bubble pop
0: this was before twerking really took off for white people (laughs) like (laughs)
1: before the whites knew um <laughs> <laughs> about twerking we were bubble popping
0: <laughs> yeah back in our day in college we knew how to have fun <laughs> <laughs> yep yes we used to party we know what that's about youth nowadays i like to go to sleep at like nine forty-five. but back in the day <laughs> back in my day bubble pop will always hold a very special place in our hearts Another iconic release that was totally dropped on us in 2011 was To Anyone's I Am The Best. (laughs) Now Bubble Pop was super sweet and fun and cute, I Am The Best was, like, getting hit in the face with a baseball bat.
1: (laughs) Literally. So 21 was always pretty badass, and they didn't really have to prove that, but I Am The Best. I feel like, again, this is why it's iconic. I feel like it put them on the map. Just because the music video is so over the top, Uh so well-styled, so catchy, this is what brought them to stardom. This is what made them a contending girl group with Girls' Generation. It was like, if you like girly type of stuff, go with Girls' Generation. If you're more of a badass and you like hip-hop type of stuff, go with 2 anyone. That was when they both kind of were at the same level for me. I Am The Best is such a great song to dance to, to listen to. It makes you feel like a fucking badass because it says I am the best over and over and over again in the chorus. Like, how could you not feel empowered
0: by that song. <laughs> they say it so much that I know the Korean. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when this music video was released, I was so hyped for it. I was taking Japanese classes at the time, and I was at this gathering for people in the class, and this other girl who was into K-pop was like, yeah, I learned the dance already. And I was like, it was released two days ago. How? <laughs> and then Some people are on that shit yeah i know and then we played the song at the party we were at and we were just like getting down to this song
1: Grumpin another party the best. <laughs> yep
0: <laughs> i don't know if there's a better word to describe it than iconic yeah
1: it spotlighted all four of the girls so well like they all were very individualistic they all got their own screen time their own camera time they all showed off exactly who they were and what style they were I really feel like they fucked up with Dara's style in that music video but Uh. (laughs) besides besides her weird hair in that music video it really just cemented in my mind like these are four very unique women who are all badasses in this group they are so cool I want to listen to their music all the time
0: (laughs) yeah in 2012 the world changed forever. Psy released Gangnam
1: Style.
0: Rachel and I actually knew about Psy before Gangnam Style. Because we had been into K-pop now for two years. And he had been releasing music previous to Gangnam Style. And he always did humorous music videos. So we were pretty familiar with him. And so were the people in our college anime club. Because again, we forced them to watch K-pop music videos with us. Mm -hmm. So they all knew about Psy too. So when Gangnam Style was released, we were like, yeah, isn't this so funny? It's like really catchy too. And then literally... A month later I heard mm-hmm. it on the radio and almost crashed my car.
1: Yeah, seriously. We knew about it as soon as it was released and then the world caught on about yeah, you're right, like a month, month and a half later and it blew up. It was definitely the first viral K-pop song. And finally it felt like people were like, "Oh, right. People in South Korea listen to music too." <laughs> I, was just I know. Like,
0: yeah. <laughs> I think it's hilarious when people are, like, surprised that there is music in other languages. They'll hear a Christmas song, like Jingle Bells, in a different language, and they'll be like, wow, that's so weird. It's like, you guys know that people speak other languages and make music, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right? I always thought that was mind-boggling that people were like so shocked by that and I'm like yeah and it has production value and this isn't the only song he's released <laughs> like and he's definitely not the only artist that's a k-pop artist. <laughs> like, I
0: know.
1: Hearing it on the radio was wild. <laughs> hearing people talk about it on the street was wild because up until 2012-2013 like nobody talked about k-pop nobody knew what the fuck it was it was considered almost like a exclusive indie genre <laughs> it was crazy and it definitely changed the world like there were people that came before psy okay you know bringing k-pop to america but i feel like that was the catalyst for groups like bts to be in the place that they are today
0: psy truly walked so Monster x BTS and CT could run. Definitely,
1: I, I completely agree. That really did it. We're not exaggerating. Gangnam Style changed the world.
0: I feel like it influenced music videos, mm-hmm. not just K-pop videos, but music videos in general were affected by Gangnam Style. The yeah. Gangnam Style dance became like a viral meme, and now on TikTok, people are doing viral dances.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, there were some before that, like, uh, Soldier Boy and stuff like that. Or, like,
0: Macarena. Yes.
1: Yeah, but not to the frequency that it is happening now. And I feel like Gangnam Style was a part of that, for sure.
0: I would say that, like, the TikTok dances have way more in common with Gangnam Style than the Macarena. Yeah. (laughs) So...
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And you know, we all like entire parties of people, parties that we didn't even throw would play Gangnam Style and everyone would do the dance. Like people from all walks of life would do the dance because they've seen the video. Like it was just mind boggling. I remember.
0: Yeah. Again, to be a broken record, we were at a party that we were not throwing (laughs) and this came on someone's playlist and the party stopped. And then every single person put down their drink and did the fucking dance.
1: It was like Opa Gangnam style and everyone would like freeze, and then it'd be like, and everyone (laughs) would start dancing. It was crazy.
0: Not only did we hear this at parties and on the radio, when we would go out dancing, Mm-hmm. at a fucking nightclub yeah. a nightclub they played this and everyone at the nightclub did the dance i remember that so clearly yeah <laughs> wow yeah in 2015 cl released hello bitches Hello,
1: bitches.
0: Now this is super iconic because of what didn't happen afterwards.
1: Yeah, I mean the song was really good too, to be the honest. Song was so good. Hello Bitches got us so hype for CL's solo career and then took the bottom out of us, just like let us plummet to the ground in defeat when she never got her career launched. We were so high and then so low.
0: (laughs) I know. I just remember seeing this and being like, this is it. K-pop is finally coming to America for Mm -hmm. good. It's not just going to be a viral video. It's going to be actual artists here. and It just didn't happen for her because of her shitty record label. And she wasn't able to release anything until 2019.
1: Five years. Five years.
0: (laughs) That's insane. She could have been a household name by now. Isn't that insane?
1: Yeah, I feel like she would have been just as popular as maybe someone like Cardi B. She could have done that. (sighs)
0: She has great style. Her English is amazing. She she's not Korean American. She is Korean native and her English is absolutely stellar. She can Lulles, rap, yeah. she can sing, she can dance. She has a creative vision. She had everything going for her and then a man stopped her. Like literally one man killed her career.
1: CL is smart and cunning, beautiful, talented, like She could have gone so far here. I'm really hoping that she still can. She was at such a point of power, like, I felt the spark happening with Hello Bitches. Like, Mm -hmm. Hello Bitches was very popular. It was an extremely popular song. (laughs) And it just, like, it fell off a cliff. It was absolutely devastating. And, you know, we didn't realize how long it was going to be at first. But after, like, the first year, we're like... Is she okay. ever coming back? And yeah, it was just awful because she's so talented and it just got squashed.
0: She even released uh promos of another song and music video called All In on her Instagram and that was never released.
1: I remember that. I remember being excited about that and then it never happening. Shake my head.
0: In 2017, CLC released Hobgoblin. Girl, no water, water, no water, water. This marked a drastic change in the direction of the group. They added two additional members and then they kind of got a mentor in Hyuna. They were at the time both at Cube Entertainment and CLC kind of had this girly cutesy forgettable yeah (laughs) they weren't sexy but they weren't like super duper cute they just kind of were middling five members i mean they were cute and then hobgoblin happened and they added two additional members another seven members and it went hard af
1: i was legitimately shooken (laughs) (laughs) when i watched this music video i was like wait, who is this again? CLC? You mean the sweet girls that dance around in dresses and released, you know, songs that sounded nothing like this before? (laughs) I was shook to my core. And then Emily told me that Hyuna was like their mentor. And I was like, that makes so much sense. (laughs) And honestly, is maybe one of the best things that they ever did. Because ever since Hobgoblin, CLC has become so much more prominent in my mind like i look for their music releases i did not care about clc that much before hobgoblin but now they have consistently released banger after banger after banger and their music videos are smart and well designed because they have gotten more popular and i really feel like that started with hobgoblin
0: Definitely. It was a critical moment for CLC, is the release of Pop Goblin, and I'm so happy that they finally found a direction to go in. They were very middling. They were very in the middle. They didn't have anything to distinguish them, and then they were given this pathway, and they're like, okay, we're gonna do this, and we're going to put 200% into this, and we're gonna do it right. And they did, and now they're reaping the rewards because now they are one of the more popular girl groups out there. When there's like new debuting girl groups, it seems like every month, they have risen to the top.
1: Yeah, and they could have very easily just been forgotten like a lot of other girl groups, so this was the catalyst for their success. Hands
0: down. Okay, we're changing gears. In 2018, KDA released Pop Stars. This was super 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 cool. yeah I say this is so iconic. This is like a virtual K-pop group that was two american girls and two korean girls from g idol it was a league of legends collaboration they were basically the gorillas but k-pop and it worked so well
1: it was fucking awesome (laughs) that music video was so good it was so good like everyone wanted to cosplay them and did
0: (laughs) yes It totally went viral. People who don't like K-pop knew about it. It
1: was a phenomenal song. It was absolutely phenomenal.
0: I can't believe it was released like two years ago. They haven't released anything since. Every day I pray for a KDA comeback. (laughs) Every day. It's not often that a company can get lightning in a bottle, but that's what Popstars was.
1: I'm wondering why they haven't gotten everybody together again. I mean, to be honest, a little scathing here. It's not like G Idol releases a shit ton of music all the time. <laughs> so Well,
0: Madison Beer is one of the American girls and I think she's releasing a new album soon. So yeah. but still, like I can't even remember the other two people in it. They're not super, super big. Obviously, all of them can sing The House Down, mm-hmm. but none of them are super duper famous. So, yeah. honestly, they should have, like, contracted for three songs. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. We're waiting, League of Legends. We're waiting for the next banger. <laughs> I mean. I swear to God, I played pop stars for, like, six months. <laughs> it's still on my playlist. I still listen to it in my K-pop playlist, so. Okay, our next iconic K-pop release was 2019. Blackpink released Kill This Love. Let's kill this love. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Let's Kill this love. I feel like everyone and their mother watched this music video like mm-hmm. within the day that it was released and everyone was like, there's a
0: giant bear trap. <laughs> <laughs> they're dancing in a bear trap iconic (laughs) they had been popular before but number one they released this song number two they fucking headlined at coachella
1: i think that this solidified i mean blackpink was popular before this but i feel like this solidified their stardom is this song just the amount of attention they got from this one music video from this one song
0: I feel like it was in quick succession. Number one, they released the song. Number two, they're announced to headline Coachella. Number three, they're going on a U.S. stadium tour. (laughs) Like.
1: Yeah. Boom, boom, boom.
0: It was super iconic. We've had a lot to say about the styling in that video that we're not going to repeat again. We've said it all. (laughs) We've said it all. Keep saying it. (laughs) And no one listens to us, but you know. We don't like the appropriative braids. And that's what I'm going to say about that. This truly solidified their superstardom as one of the most popular K-pop girl groups of this generation. Even though they haven't released anything since, they seem to be releasing one single a year. However, they're still at the tippy-tippy top of the pyramid. Everyone is trying to be them. They'll release a song, and then a couple months later, a whole bunch of girl groups release songs that sound exactly like it.
1: Yeah, and I think this is why... Kill this love in particular is so iconic i feel like that song started the domino effect of every new girl group trying to sound like blackpink and release stuff that sounds like blackpink i don't necessarily agree with that i feel like blackpink does have a good sound but it shouldn't be the only sound (laughs) you know find your own
0: sound
1: (laughs) you know like we we need luna's sound and we need clc's sound. They all sound very different from each other and that's important. <laughs> you wanna have variety because if everybody sounds the same, you don't want to listen at all.
0: Our last iconic K-pop release, who's also 2019, BTS released Boy with Love featuring Halsey. Give me, give me your boy with love. We chose this because we like this song
1: the best. (laughs) I I would also say that this is the first K-pop song that is featuring someone so wildly popular. I feel like this also started a chain of events of other artists being like, oh, well, if Halsey partnered with, you know, a K-pop group, why shouldn't I? And it had happened in the past, yes, (laughs) yeah, but very rarely. And those songs never received a lot of notoriety. Like, I have heard Boy With Love on the radio the Korean version. Yeah. That has never happened before before Gangnam Style. (laughs) I feel like that started artists you know collaborating with k-pop artists.
0: Yeah so like Blackpink had done a song with Dua Lipa which was good but there was no music video for that. It (laughs) was. Nicki Minaj did a song with BTS Idol but she was in the video like on a green screen and didn't do any press with them. Halsey was doing the dance with the members of BTS. She was in the music video. I remember us talking before watching this together because we sat down on my couch and watched this together for the first time. And I was like, man, wouldn't it be like so cool if Halsey was actually in the video and did the dance and you were like, yeah, that'd be cool. And then we played the music video and it fucking happened
1: i know that was so we were so excited we were literally screaming and kyle was like what the fuck is going on
0: (laughs) and we're like it happened they're they're together they're actually together (laughs) i'm like it's impossible to put her in and post it has to be real
1: yeah And then, like, right after that, it was, like, Chicken Noodle Soup with Becky G, and she was definitely on that set, too, and I was just like, what is going on? And then, like, Monster X with Pitbull, like, big-name American artists actively collaborating with K-pop groups is something we had not really seen before Um, in 2019, and so that is why I put this on the iconic K-pop moments, is just the fact that Halsey was in that music video actively performing with BTS was crazy yeah and awesome
0: <laughs> definitely awesome and we're not counting Snoop Dogg Snoop Dogg has done collaborations with SNSD and Psy and a bunch of other k-pop people we're not yeah. counting him he fucking collabs with everyone okay he does <laughs> not count okay
1: and that's the T on that
0: also this remains and probably will forever be my favorite BTS song it's such a catchy song oh my 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 oh my 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 my, my. (laughs) yeah like so catchy uh
1: the best the best
0: that was all of our iconic k-pop releases for pretty much the past decade from 2009 to 2019 10 year span yeah, we, we didn't include any
1: songs from 2020 just because we're not even halfway through the year this year and it's not fair of us to be like, this song is iconic because a song is iconic if it stands the test of time.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and I really feel like songs like Blue With Love are going to stand the test of time because they have made an impact on the K-pop industry in America as a whole. Your iconic K-pop moments and music might be completely different from ours, but we really decided to go from the perspective of like, what do we still remember and what made a big impact either in the group history? So things like To Anyone's I Am The Best and SNSD's G, or stuff that made an impact on the K-pop industry as a whole. Things like Gangnam Style and things like BTS's Boy With Love.
0: Your kind of K-pop moments might be different, but ours are the best, so. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like so many of these is like, we were at a party and it, <laughs> like <laughs> well, we just it have- was-
1: it was important to us and yeah. it
0: it was impactful
1: for our journey with K pop and we've been doing this now for you know just about ten years, so I feel like we have a decent perspective on like what was hot and what was not.
0: So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell us what your iconic K-pop music video releases are. Let us know on anchor.fm slash soulmates podcast. You can leave us a voicemail and uh let us know what you think is totally iconic let's finish this episode with our weekly k-pop recommendations
1: my weekly k-pop recommendation is say my name by ans we might have recommended that a while ago but it's a banger
0: my weekly k-pop recommendation is boogie up by wjsn
1: ah such a fucking good song <laughs> Boogie, boogie yep. oh that's such a good summer song i'm gonna be so sad that i can't go swimming <laughs> it's a good
0: yeah. Cool song yeah Try to stay positive, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. You can find Soulmates Podcast on facebook.com slash soulmatespodcast.
1: You can find us on Tumblr at soulmatespodcast.tumblr.com.
0: Check us out on Instagram at Podcast.
1: Check out some of our videos on YouTube at
0: Podcast. Send us an email at soulmatespodcast at gmail.com. You can listen
1: to our podcast anywhere that podcasts are normally found whatever platform you're listening on, please subscribe, download an episode, give us a listen. We have an extensive archive of episodes all around like 30 minutes long with a few minisodes thrown in there. So it's a perfect thing to listen to if you're just trying to get through quarantine.
0: We'll see you next Friday, guys. Bye. Bye. Stay safe.